You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero. Available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Oh, welcome to the show. Badge and Sats are here with you. And, uh, of course, you know it's getting to the pointy end of the season. When Teamless Tuesday, Sats, your favourite part of the show, features just two games. Mm. So we went from eight. Yep. Last week there was four. Now there's two. It generally put people to sleep. And next week, segment. how many? Two next, again. Two again. And then we have one. Yeah. It's just so exciting. So Teamless Tuesday. You're very good at maths, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. half, you have it, you have it, and you have it again. <laughs> Um, hey, uh, 2018 Coach of the Year, Anthony Seabold is going to join us. Of course, uh, the, there's a massive drama around him and what happened at the Brisbane Broncos, but he's, uh, he's, he's um, back in the business, helping he's, to coach the English Rugby Union he team. Is, yeah. He also works in, uh, with our network, calling games. He does. He's, he's a good man, Anthony Seabold. Good footy brain. Uh, terrific footy brain. And the role that he's doing at the moment is sort of a consultancy role with Eddie Jones and preparing the the English side for the upcoming series, but also most notably the World Cup. Yeah. Perfect man for the job. Yeah. Well, Absolutely perfect gonna... man. No, I think you'll find his way back into the NRL in some capacity, maybe as a an assistant as a senior coach, advisor yeah. assistant. I, um, so we'll have a chat to him about what's going on in the NRL. I'm not going to mention the rugby to him at all because that's, uh, that's a bit of a way off. Um, hey, Sats, the Emmys were on today. They were. You had a bit of an interest in this. What happened? Uh, well, I love my, my shows, as you, you know, Badge. Watch you. I don't know how you fit it in because you got four jobs, yeah, eleven telephones, mm. not mobiles, and you watch more TV than anyone well, I know. TV is my release, so right. when I get home after you sleep our show tonight, I'll sit there with my wife and we'll watch something. And she goes to bed generally pretty early, so I'll sit up and watch another couple of shows. Mm. And are usually, you Alan Jones, like mm. on three hours surviving on three hours sleep? So when, yeah, you sleep when you're dead. <laughs> so oh, that's it. What's that movie? Roadhouse. Plenty of time for sleeping when you're dead. My wife hates that. Sam Elliott said yeah, that. Sam yeah, Sam Elliott did. Yeah. GC, yeah. Matt, he never misses a thing, this bloke. So now, the Emmys were on today. What the happened? best TV, uh, the best um, best drama was a movie called, a show called Succession. You've talked about this. It's based loosely, led to believe, bit of an urban legend, not sure whether it's true or not. It's based loosely on the Murdoch family and ah. their media empire. Wow. It's, a, it's a tremendous show. Ted Lasso. Best comedy? You haven't watched that yet, I haven't Badge, watched have you? a bit of it, no. It is outstanding. No. Outstanding. So we're going to ask, okay, if an NRL team was to win an Emmy, what would it be? So the categories we're going to look at is comedy of the year, drama, horror, romance. Horror. What's the horror? Is that is that the West Tigers? Is that the horror story? Well, yeah, probably. Yeah. There's an example of West Tigers, or is there something about a... the West Tigers that well, was just horrible? they finished last. They sacked their coach... And they still finished last, and yep. there haven't been a lot of high points. No, um, 
comedy. Best might, comedy. Might, have been a, might be a player. Have you got might a, be a player that wins that yes. award. Yeah. Have you got a nomination for uh, for comedy? Uh, maybe the bunker. The off. <laughs> Just from last weekend's round. Groundhog Day 2. The re- oh, you go. <laughs> oh, I got one for best romance. Yeah. Uh, a good show called Millie Elliot. That's the best romance in the NRL. That's Millie Boyle and Adam Elliot. Yeah, that's I the like best it. romance. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about Manly for the best drama? Oh, the movie would be called Playing for Pride. Oh. Which they were doing for the last quarter of the season. Well, once that Pride jersey yeah. came up, they just... They just went downhill quickly. They were ironically playing for pride the last four weeks, yeah. and they failed miserably. Mm. Anyway, yeah. and some might think the Brisbane Broncos are going to challenge the um, the Tigers for the best horror story. Yeah. That last bit of their season, mm. ugly. All right, better get to the show. Uh, plenty coming up for expert car service. Book online at repcoservice.com. Uh, this is Sports Day, the all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Oh, don't you love a good loophole in rugby league and uh, rugby league? And there's uh, there's one coming up. Sats are for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand in our NRL update. Uh, the Roosters have found, uh, it seems, a loophole for Jared Rhea Hargreaves. Yeah, we can't seem to keep finding things in rugby league that we'll have to review and address oh, I don't mind in the off-season. Well. well, you know what? It's there, and you've got to use it. And uh, he has taken the early guilty plea, which was for a, um, a a dangerous dangerous tackle, which is the head slam on Tom Burgess. Yep. So three he's got weeks. three weeks suspension. Now, there are some of led to believe, it hasn't been confirmed yet, that he's got a quite a serious wrist injury which could keep him out of the World Cup for New Zealand. Mm. But the loophole is that he will play the NRL season opener in 2023 because he's allowed to serve his three-game suspension, one, against Leeds in a warm-up game for the World Cup, and then round one of the World Cup against Lebanon, he'll miss. This is, of course, if he gets picked yeah. for New Zealand. He'll get picked and then round time. two against Jamaica. So, so then he's free to play in the World Cup and free to play. So the Roosters have to make sure that it. Well, he has to be picked in. He, he would. He's a dead set lay down Mazer if he's not injured. Yes, he's going to be picked. And then I guess all they have to do is say, well, he would have played in all three of those games. Yeah, which we don't know. You'll never know. But um, and that the the other thing positive there, I guess, is for the Kiwis mm. that then he's available for them well, as they got... get into round three and and the finals. Exactly. So what have you got? You've got Joseph Tarpany. You've got Jared Warrior Hargraves. You've got Moses Leota, probably three of the form front roles, along with Jared Warrior Hargraves. So you'd think yep. that he would play in those lead-up games. Oh, they've, and they've got others too. Mm. Someone else was mentioned last night. Not just – oh, Takeaho, I think, is going to play for Tonga. Tonga. Mm. Um, they've got a hell of a forward pack, yeah. the Kiwis. Yep. Jesse Bromwich still playing. Jesse Bromwich. Kenny mm. Bromwich in the back row. So, yeah, they've got a pretty strong side. But uh, I've got no idea it'd be picked. But again, it's, it'd be based on injury. Yeah, good little uh, mm. loophole there. Bunnies took the two-week plea, guilty plea for Tommy Burgess. That means uh, he won't play unless they make the uh, the grand yes. final. Uh, three Broncos players having surgery in the off-season. Satskatoni Staggs getting a shoulder reco. He'll be five or six months. Does that mean may just make the start of next season? Probably a little bit late. Yeah, and you probably wouldn't risk him anyway, would you? In those, especially those trials. Even in the first couple of rounds, you just wouldn't you wouldn't risk him because it's all about the end of the season, isn't it? Yep, Payne Haas, uh, he's getting a shoulder injury cleaned out, but should be right for the World Cup if he's picked. Well, he's going to be picked. Yep, 
Um, Paddy can I, Carrigan. Can I just ask you quickly yeah. on that? Who's the front rows for Australia? No, we don't know yet. Well, if I mean, if if you were to select the front row, there'd be Papali'i. Well, no, no, I think he's going to play for Samoa. Yeah, he's already um, talked about that. Junior Barlow, Samoa. Yeah, yes. So you've got Regan Campbell-Gillard. You've got Payne Haas. Um, you've got, well, and the Saifides. Well, see, a lot of those players, if they're picked for Australia, they'd play for Australia first. Yeah. And then if not, they'll go and, like, the Saifides could play. And the reason why I ask that question, PG. the way that Matt Lodge has finished off this season, would he be a serious contender? Well, people have said that. I, I, no, I just don't know. Hmm. I'm trying to think of who else is um, who else is available, but uh, yeah. Well, anyway, Payne Haas, yeah, he'll be there if. Hey, this bloke who I think could be a bolter, like hasn't really been mentioned much. Pat Carrigan requires I, ankle surgery, but if he's picked, he'll put it off. He'll definitely be picked. Yeah, yeah. play good footy. Wally Lewis medalist. I mean, your best player in Origin, which primarily in years gone by, not so much in in the last probably 10 to 15 years, has always been a really good selection trial for yeah. Australia. But with the Wally Lewis medal, and he's really developed into a really good leader as well. Mm. And he's got something different badge, hasn't he? He's got footwork for a big man. He's got an offload. Good play the ball. Yeah. I, think yeah. he's, I think he's a lay down was there to be picked. Yep. And, of course, uh, Melbourne Storm out of the finals for the first time uh, week one in not nine or ten years. It means Cam Munster now can get his future sorted. And the mm. first thing he needs to do is decide – whether he's going on the open market, his manager's Braith and Asta. Have we got any idea if he's going to do that um, or he's just going to re-sign do you know what, with Edge? Melbourne? I like, that, I like that we're reading nothing about other than speculation because usually there's leaks. Now, Braith works in the media. I've got to take my hat off to Braith. He's, he's handled the situation really well. Yep. His communication with Melbourne apparently has been on point. Um, and Cam is always just worried about Braith doing all the negotiating and not making any comments. Cam Smith, one of our colleagues, um, he made comment yesterday and said, you know what, unfortunately for Melbourne fans, I think he's going to the Dolphins. And the reason why that we keep hearing that that Melbourne have seems as though they're matching the money that he's he wants or he, he wants to ask for, if that's the case, how come he just hasn't agreed to terms? And my only argument to that is, well, he just wants to wait for the season to get out of yep. the way. Now yep. that it's out of the way, we'll know. You don't really know what offers are around. There'll be plenty of them mm. until you go on the open market. Yep. Righto, thanks Australia for making Polaris Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand 21 years in a row. Break time, sports update next. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Sports Day, Sports Update. Talking NRL, but uh, plenty of other sport going on. Scotty Sattler get award-winning car insurance with Suncorp. Uh, and the Brisbane Lions have got a massive uh, game this week, a preliminary final against Geelong at the MCG after that great performance last week. Um, now, they've got a player up for um, on a charge, haven't they? Is yeah, it... Jared Berry. He, was, Jared their, Berry, he yeah. was their best performer, the Lions, last week in the defeat of the Melbourne Demons. He's... Eye gouging. Yeah, his performance was was it was inspirational, and they really need him. I've seen they got Joe Danaher back now. They got Cam Rayner back last week for that game. He's really important if they're going to beat Geelong at the MCG. And now um, they're going to have a defence. Now it's either intentional or unintentional. Yes, careless. At the moment, they've got intentional on the eye gouge of. the Clayton Oliver. Clayton Oliver, very good Melbourne Demons player. Now, they're going to claim that Clayton Oliver had his hand on his throat and and Jared Berry is just 
basically just try to get him off. So it's an unintentional uh, yeah. contact with the eye. So I, and I that think, would be a downgrade. Yeah, and if you watch the game on the on the weekend, anyone or the listeners, you saw that Clayton Oliver did have he had a scratch around just around his eye as well. So there was some contact, but I think they'll be successful with yeah. this, the Lions. Hey, um, we didn't mention this uh, yesterday, Sats. This was massive across the weekend. Steph Gilmore oh. uh, from just over the border in Kingscliff. In fact, she uh, when she won her eighth world surfing title, uh, they said, and from Kingscliff, Australia, Steph Gilmore. Uh, ma- magnificent effort. And the way she had to do it, um, she's become the most successful uh, women's champion ever. Lane Beachley, another Aussie, had seven titles. Um, but the way she had to do it, this new format, she had to, had, she just scraped into the top five. Mm-hmm. If she'd missed that, she wouldn't have kept surfing for the last few events. Or oh, sorry, just scraped into the top um, uh, group of surfers. Then she finishes fifth. And the new format was fifth place goes against fourth. It's just the like winner, rugby league, wasn't it? No, not like rugby It's fifth against fourth. The winner of that goes against third. Yeah, but first just waits. Well, first just waits. Yeah. The winner of that goes against second. And the winner of that plays first. So who you come first, which was Carissa Moore, and she's already won the world title a few times. She had to um, – she just waited and waited, and whoever went through was already going to be a bit tight. Well, Steph went right through, which was completely unexpected that someone would do that, and uh, and won the final. Do you know what? I, and wow. Dad, I know you, you, you love your surfing, as do I. I watched a really good documentary not long ago. It's on Disney. It's called Make or Break. It's an amazing documentary about the world surfing tour, though, and they introduced this new format where if you're not in the final five, you're just finished for the year. Yeah. And it is just edge of the seat stuff. And it was interesting watching Steph Gilmore. In this documentary, she doesn't win a lot of tournaments, but the aura that she possesses amongst not only the female surfers, but the male surfers as mm. well. It's like Kelly Slater-like, if you the ever, aura that she exudes. If you actually watch her surf, and, and it's some, sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between, you know, the great – some surfers, different styles and whatever – but you watch her surf and you go, that's just a thing of beauty. It, all the guys just look at her and go, wow. Not not the pros, but any surfers look and go, oh, if I could surf like that. It's just free-flowing, What a it? star. She's amazing. Mm. So uh, so well done. And uh, and just quickly, Paul Gallen versus Hennett and Hodges. Uh, Thursday news. night. They're going to flip a coin to see who fights first. This is Hodges and Hennett. And uh, and the if one of them manages to somehow beat Gal. There'll be a million dollar fight before the end, before Christmas. You know, I'm not going to pay for this fight. I'll go watch at a pub or something, get someone else to pay for it. I find it interesting. I find it farcical. I find it funny. But what I I think it is absolutely disgraceful that a potential million dollars is thrown up for a couple of guys that have never really fought for long yeah. periods. You got these young fighters that have been fighting since they were nine or ten, earning two, three, four, five thousand dollars. A big fight. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Anyway, as as some of them have said, um, what are the young blokes, the Maloneys, Andrew said, and Jason? They actually said what um, you know some footballers have done has really helped put boxing back on the map. So they see the other side of it too. Yeah. Um, but I'm with you on that one. Right, mm. we're going to get the break. Uh, up next, we're going to have a chat with. Uh, Anthony Seabold, all about what's going on in the NRL. Suncorp Car Insurance, winner of Stars Outstanding Claims Award, seven years in a row. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. And after a hectic weekend of NRL finals, we thought we'd get on a 
an ex-coach who uh, can dissect the entire weekend. He was a 2018 Coach of the Year winners at the Bunnies. He called the Melbourne versus Raiders game on the weekend. Good player too, SCN. Yeah, he was too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that man is Anthony Seabold. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day, Seabes. No, my pleasure, Sats. Good about Well, mate, you'd be a big Raiders fan now, I reckon, Seabes, wouldn't you, watching them play on the weekend? <laughs> After you yeah, well, I've got there. the Raiders, mate. Actually, I was actually, um, I was down at the ARS last Thursday, and my brother-in-law, Lincoln Withers, who used to play for the Raiders, yeah. were having lunch uh, at a cafe, and he walks um, Ricky Stewart and, and Joseph Tarpini, and, um, and and just had, you know, uh, obviously tacked the sticky for a bit, but it's the first time I met Joseph Tarpini, and, and we called the game on Saturday, and he was outstanding. Like, he was, he was probably the best part of the oh, yeah. But I, the thing... The reason why I tell the story is it's the first time I've met him. It's the first time I've seen him close up. I just couldn't believe how how big of a of a, of a, of a guy he is. Like he's probably six foot three, six foot four. He's just a big, rangy guy. You can see why teams struggle to handle him. Just yeah, really had a real presence about him. Said the said, mate. Just uh, first time I've seen him in person. I, I just couldn't believe the, the size of him. Yeah, beautiful. Oh, they're going great. They're mm. going great. Hey, uh, Seebs, um, week one, and there was all these questions around Nathan Cleary and would he be rusty. Were you surprised about how seamless Cleary's return was on Friday night? Look, I wasn't surprised, Sats. I've got to say, like, he was out with, um, and you guys both know yourselves, he was out with a suspension, so he was able to train the whole time. And, you know, so he wasn't restricted in, um, you know, in his running loads or restricted in, in practicing his craft. So you can just imagine, you know, um, you know, we all hear about the work ethic of Nathan Cleary. You know, he was able to work on on all, you know, all parts of his game um, without missing a beat, you know. So all the training in the in what they call the Cougars out there. So that the first team trained against uh, the Cougars. And he was able to train for the Cougars um, the entire five weeks. So he sort of hit the ground running, I thought. Like his tactical kicking game was outstanding. Mm. Um, you know, where he... Where he handed over the ball to the to the Parramatta Eels, and obviously you know one of Blake had a really tough night with with some of the uh, the high kicks that that Nathan Cleary um, had put up to you know the right hand side of the uh, of the Parramatta Eels um, edge there. And, um, yeah, I thought he yeah I thought he was outstanding, so I wasn't surprised, mate, only because he was able to continue to you know work on his craft over those five weeks. Always been interested from a coaching angle, Seebs. In 2018, you guys finished third at the Bunnies. Beaten week one by Melbourne in Melbourne. Now, do you have two scenarios from a coaching perspective, just in case you're playing week two or you may have the week off? You've already got those two scenarios in your head and with your team before that game's played. Yeah, definitely, and, and that's something I, I, I suppose I learned when I was down Melbourne Storm. Like Frank Panisi, would, uh, who's the general manager of football for the listeners who don't know Frank is, um, he's essentially um, you know Crab Bellamy's right hand man there, and, and one of the things I learned from my, my time down there was um, to have a couple of different plans in place. And so, you know, Craig Bellamy wouldn't lose sight of, of you know, who the opposition was that week. Frank would put plans in place all throughout the finals. So, um, you know, taking those learnings to South Sydney uh, in, in 2018, our head of performance and Shane Richardson, who you know well, Sats, they had um, the different plans in place. Like, if we held on against the Storm, I, I think you guys may remember, like, uh, we got beaten by a field goal there, mm. um, Cameron wants to kick the field goal with about two and a half, three minutes to go. Um, I think it was 29-28 and a really exciting game down there in Melbourne. We already had two plans in place. So one, if we were to go straight through to the preliminary final um, and then one, if we had to come back to Sydney and, and play at the um, what's called Acor Stadium now. And um, and obviously, you know, getting beaten that night, we, we had that 
um, plan being in place and so straight after the game we're able to sort of dive into our um, you know next week's preparation you know which was a which was an okay turnaround but it was all planned so as a coach the head of performance and the general manager of football had that sorted for for the coaching staff and the playing group. Sebes, talking about the bunnies, uh, no surprise to see that how fiery it was. Although it was, it was more emotional and more over the top than I, I can remember between the Rabbitohs and the uh, and the Roosters. G, you, you would never have had to g your players up for a game against the Roosters when you were coaching them. Yeah, de- definitely not. Um, you know, and I was on crunch time yesterday uh, before the game, uh, before Joel Kane and, and the crew commentated the game. And, um, you know, walking through the stadium just before kickoff was, um, you could just tell there was just, you know, that, that real rivalry in the air, you know, roosters and bunnies. Um, but it was in a good sense. It wasn't like, you know, sometimes you guys might have seen, you know, some of the, the soccer over in the UK. When you go to some of the really big rivalries there, there's a real sense of, I don't know, you know, like um, violence in the air, so to speak, or certainly, you know, like you feel a little bit um, uncomfortable. It wasn't that. It was just, you know, great passion from both sets of supporters and, and you know, Sats, through your connection to South Sydney, you'd know what that rivalry um, is all mm. about. And, uh, you know, I can say that the, the three times that we played the, the Roosters in 2018, they were, they were all very good games. And, uh, ultimately, they beat us in the preliminary final and um, and knocked us out of the very last game of the, the old Sydney Football Stadium. So it's been great to see the first two weeks of the, the new Allianz Stadium um, with so many people of both um, you know both teams there supporting their teams and, and creating like an incredible atmosphere. It was just it was electric yesterday. It was, it was an outstanding atmosphere. Do you love it or loathe it? And that's a question we've been asking. Uh, our listeners, that, that game, there have been some people critical of that Roosters-Rabbits game, uh, players laying down too much or, the, bun- or, or the, the ref in the bunker going over the top too much with uh, the sin bins. How did you feel about it overall? Oh, look, I, I love the passion, Badge. Look, I, I just love the passion. Like, there was everything, you know, you, you want to see, like, because the, 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 it was high stakes yesterday, wasn't it? You know, being an elimination final, both teams knew what, um, yeah, the outcome was if, if they didn't get a result. What I what I don't like about the bunker at the moment, I've got to say, like as a as a as an as an ex coach in the NRL, is just seeing um, the, the interference from the bunker um, at different times, and 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 the players like staying down after they get clipped around the the you know the, the chin or, or um, you know or what we saw at different times yesterday. Mm. I mean that that's that's come into play because of the interference in the bunker. Like if, if the bunker couldn't rule on that, or if the bunker could, you know, my understanding was the bunker was only meant to rule penalties if if the particular high, high tackle was was going to go on report, you know. So yeah. um, if there was, you know, almost a foul play, so to speak. So I just don't like that interference because it was a really long game yesterday. It wasn't like oh, yeah. after six o'clock and the game was still going, which which in some ways we don't. One of the, the great things about rugby league is the is the continuity of the game. And that's what we saw probably with Origin 3, which has probably been the best game of the year or the most physical game of the year. We saw that Origin 3 was the, the continuity and the, and the physical contests of the game made it so great. And it was a, a real edge to the game. Yes, I just didn't like how long the game went. And that was because of the interference of the bunker. So I think that's something the NRL can certainly look at and uh, make some slight changes or subtle changes to in the off-season. Now, you're Craig Fitzgibbon, Seebs, and it's a highly emotional finish. It's a, a, a physical clash as well. You've gone into Golden Point. It's a big letdown. 
how do you get the team back up for what is going to be another emotionally charged and physical clash against the Rabbits? Yeah, a really, really physical game. Um, and a lot of that was to do with uh, the strenuous load on, on the Sharks on on, um, on Saturday evening. You know, so physically, like, that would have been the highest amount of running, high-speed running, uh, metres per minute, XLB cells, all the things that, we, you know, coaching staff look at, that would have been the highest due to the, the length of the game and uh, the the intensity of the game. So I would think Fitzy, um, you know, on their turnaround, which is, um, it's a seven day turnaround. And generally speaking, the first 48 hours is all about regeneration, um, recovery, and, you know, and not just physical recovery. I think you spoke just that the, the emotional or the mental letdown of losing a game, um, you know, in what, in, in the 13th minute of, of, um, of, you know, of time after the, 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 the normal 80 minutes is, is quite unique. So I think there'd be a real cognitive, um, you know, recovery and regeneration, a real physical recovery and regeneration. And the thing about it is, and you both guys, you know, you guys are both playing in really big games. Um, you're not going to get any fitter. You're not going to get any tactically smarter this week. It's it's going to come down to, you know, an, an attitude, but also um, a really narrow focus. So not focusing on six, seven, eight things, just a really narrow focus. What's the two or three things that are really important this week? Not overload the players. And, and Fitz is a really smart coach, so he'll have that, um, you know, down to a T. And you'd expect a, a real quality game, um, you know, on, on Saturday evening again. Strap yourself in for uh, this weekend, Steve. I think we'll be seeing each other Friday night at um, Combank, which is Paraverse Raiders. Yeah, mate, yeah. Can't wait for it. Hey, thanks for joining us on Sports yeah, Day, another big game, mate. Yeah. Good on your chat, Thanks, Brad. Great to talk as always. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero, Available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Cos I'm... T-L-T. I'm dynamite. T-L-T. And I win the fight. T-L-T. Oh, your, our favourite segment, T-L-T, Teamless <laughs> Tuesday. Uh, I know it's uh, can be uh, not the most exciting segment, but we do need to know who's playing... In the big games, and of course, uh, these are massive games. Second week of the NRL finals for Elders Insurance, hand-on support for our local community. Yeah, Eels versus Raiders, Friday 7.50 at Combank Stadium. I'm calling this game. I cannot wait for it. And what I love about all games, but most notably finals, is just the matchups between players. Now, I'll go through the teams first. And the Eels, well, all eyes are on Mitchell Moses for the remainder of the week. He's got to reach and um, reach some of the Shouldn't protocols. Shouldn't be allowed to play. Well, <laughs> well, he's saying he's been fine. He's been fine, but you're always going to say that as a player. Um, but his knockout on the weekend against Penrith was a pretty crook one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the arms were stiff. Good. He had the pro-manus look. Um, but many are saying that he's going to be okay. And uh, Brad Arthur is named the same 17. And Raiders, this is a big loss, but they've got really good depth. Adam Elliott, he'll miss the game and could be the rest of the the final series, if they go all the way through the grand final, he felt a crack in his pelvis bone. Oh, yeah, what they call the pubic bone. So that's not good. Yeah, it's not good at all. So, but great depth. Corey Harawira Nara comes in, and Ryan Sutton joins the bench as well. So, just a couple of really quick matchups. I can't wait to see Jack White and on Dylan Brown. I can't wait to see the front rowers go up against each other. Papa Lee and Tarpany up against Campbell Gillard and, and Junior oh, Bolo. class. 
and Sean Lane up against Hudson Young. Now, if um, if Moses doesn't play, Jacob Arthur, I imagine, would be slotting in there. Yeah, Jacob Arthur has been named on the bench, so okay. uh, that's probably the most the most obvious replacement. And the other game, and both of these, of course, are knockout games. The Sharks take on the Rabbitohs. Uh, the Rabbitohs off that great win. The Sharks have they? Well, can they mentally recover, get themselves back up? This is at Allianz Stadium. I'm going to be there for this one. Looking forward to seeing uh, the new. Allianz Stadium and uh, same 17 for the Sharkies uh, in that side that went oh so close against the Cowboys and the Rabbitohs will of course have lost Tom Burgess for a couple of uh, games as we said they make the grand final he'll play again but that's about it so his place on the bench uh, Michael Cheekham comes in jersey number 16 basically that's it for the Burgess, uh, for that's that interesting game. one you know because he's has such big punch because he's such a big man Tommy and, Burgess and off plays the bench. good in the big games and they brought Cheekham in. If you can play, he's a bit of a utility. He plays a bit of everywhere. He can play so, centre if he has to. can play out wide. Young Hamo Salo has been outstanding, keeps maturing. They've got Tavo- uh, Totola and Mark Nichols. One of those is going to play really long minutes. Yeah. Havili can, can play around the middle too. Yeah. Um, a lot like Brandon Smith in that he can play dummy half, but he can also be a, a go-forward yeah. player around the middle. So I think he might need to do I a bit I wouldn't be surprised that. if they bring in Davey Moali. The young ah, front rower. Named in Jersey. Number 18, 18 yeah. Good call, Sats. Mm. Right, our Elders Insurance from local football to community events. It's our way of giving back. This is Sports Day for the all-new Kia Nero. Back soon. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero. Available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Bit of cricket to finish, Sats, and um, word is Paddy Cummins is going to be offered the role of captain of the one-day side now that uh, Aaron Finch has played his last ODI. How do you think Alan Border and Ricky Ponting and Mark Taylor and co be thinking when, when Cummins has said, well, it'd be unrealistic for me to captain both formats mm. yeah, and, and be expected to play in every, go- every game, but I won't rule it out. Yeah. I mean, I know, I, know, I know science runs sport these days. But but when AB and and punter were they, were they playing as much and did they also have the uh, you know the t- the World Cup the uh, that the um, well, IPL punter all would have that other stuff Michael they, Clark and that they would have had World Cups all, but you know I think that's what annoys us about cricket is back then they didn't play all year round mm. and it's just on and on but and on. Paddy Cummins won't oh, have to play it. every game it's just that he is the figurehead I mean, the skip, of that skipper. side and you know what quite frankly I. I don't know who plays every format now. Well, I want to be able to identify with players that play most of the formats. Yeah. Well, they've talked about Davey Warner doing it, um, and and he has said he'd he'd like to have a good, you know, probably have a crack at it, but he's got that lifetime leadership band, and he wants them to lift that. What do you think? Is that going to happen? Just lift it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was it was hard compared to what's happened with other nations with ball tampering and other stuff. Absolutely, honestly, and that's that, why I'm comparing it. I that mean, that was just it was just because it was so um, you know upfront and out there, and everyone saw it. Well, it was it's also it's also still so I suppose high on the agenda for everyone mm. to to discuss is because the ACB come down so hard. I mean, I think that's what made it worse that the ACB Australian cricket came yeah. down so hard on him. Yep, absolutely. Mm. All right. Hey, um, that might do us, I think. Um, we're done, yeah? Yeah. Australia's biggest Beaumont tiles together with us. Want to boost your business? Head to iCanWin.com.au 
and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. That's uh, good stuff, mate. See ya. We'll, See ya uh, we'll catch you tomorrow night. This is Sports Day for the all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.